Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, uh, got John Iveson on the line. John Iveson, of course, columnist for the National Post. His uh, latest column, Andrew Sherlock Sizzle, but that may just be what voters want. Canadians are now faced with a choice for Prime Minister between a dreamer who tends to disappoint and a more pedestrian but predictable pretender. Uh, to talk more about all of this, uh, John Iveson is with us now. John, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. No problem. Sorry if uh, there's background noise. We're traveling through Winnipeg right now. So you are actually with the Sheer campaign. Is that cur- is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Uh, before we get started on your column, just give us a synop- synopsis. What's that like? What's that experience like traveling with a politician on a campaign? It's uh, it's fun. I mean, I think it's for journalists. It's like uh, playoff hockey. You know, where this yeah, is, this is what you kind of gear yourself up for, and it's. Um, exhilarating but also exhausting we started and flew from ottawa to vancouver on saturday night i guess and then we've gradually been working our way back we're in winnipeg today we're flying to hamilton actually tonight so it is um you don't really know what day of the week it is you can barely find the bathroom on your own by the end of the the day but it's uh but it's fun and you get to see the candidate in in uh in his natural habitat you know trying to trying to generate some excitement uh, which has been a bit of a mixed bag for, for Shear so far. Many have said Andrew Shear, uh, and this goes way back to when he won the party uh, nomination, many said that he doesn't have the charisma, doesn't have the charm, doesn't have the showbiz, uh, that he needs to succeed in a campaign, especially against someone like a Justin Trudeau. I think that a lot of people who were potenti- potentially going to run for the Conservative Party backed out because they probably thought Justin Trudeau would just automatically get two terms. Um, but I remember saying months ago that, you know, maybe this will work in Andrew Shear's favor as people want less show and more go. Do you see this being a possibility? I think it's a possibility. I mean, I'm not convinced that that's the case at the moment. I think that, that um, if Trudeau manages to dominate on the left and crush the NDP, then he'll probably have the numbers to win again. But I do, I mean, the, the bloom is off the rose. There's no doubt. I mean, he's, he is disappointed many, many people. Um, you know, this SNC thing seems to dog him still. And Shear's just quietly racking up a narrative on this affordability story. You know, the idea that people are struggling to get by, the cost of living's rising beyond their means. And he's spending a lot of money, or he's a lot of promises to spend a lot of money um, to rectify that, or to help rectify that. He's got a, a tax cut which is $67 billion when fully implemented. I mean, it's not a, it's not small change. And there's a host of other measures that are, uh, that are that he's announcing. And when you get the whole package together, it's a pretty, uh, you know, it'll mean, it'll mean hundreds of dollars for most Canadians. Uh, many have said that, you know, it, it takes a line or a, a positioning statement or whatever to, you know, to, to convince Canadians what your position is uh, generally. I mean, we most don't have the time to get into every single issue and delve into it. Uh, uh, Trudeau using, uh, continuing to move forward, move forward, move forward. There's the shots of him on the bus. Uh, Andrew Scheer uh, instead saying, helping you get ahead. We've heard lots of chatter and passion campaigns about people wanting to join the middle class but yet but then have ignored sort of that segment of, of the voter population uh, through the campaigns are we refocusing on actually delivering to the middle class this campaign well I guess that that's what she is trying to, to say is that you know that these lofty 
ambitions that Trudeau has promised in the past haven't come to uh, to bear, and it's it, what he's promising are, are attainable things. You know, simply a, a, a stroke of a pen, and the, these tax changes would happen. So there is a bit of that, but I mean, a lot of the rhetoric is, you know, we're at, we're at a crossroads between going forward and and getting ahead, and let's let's hope we choose wisely. I mean, a lot a lot of it is just nonsense, you know. I mean, choosing forward, I don't even know what that means. Uh, I, I love the, your subtitle here. Canadians are now faced with a choice for prime minister between a dreamer who tends to disappoint and a more pedestrian but predictable pretender. How did you come up with dreamer versus pretender? Well, I think that, you know, I mean, that the, Justin Trudeau's Twitter page used to see cha- say changing the world a little bit every day. I mean, that's the way he sees politics. It's, it's, um, it's a kind of crusade to... To make the world a little bit better. I mean, I mean, those of us who are somewhat skeptical would say that not much has happened and not much has changed. And whereas shares, I think, is much more, you know, I, I use the word predictable and even pedestrian. But it's, you know, it's not as ambitious. It's not relying on grand visions about changing society. It's about putting some more money in people's pockets. With all of the candidates, and now we've found out that Maxime Bernier is going to be part of the debate, what's the buzz along the campaign trail now that he's involved? Yeah, well, I think they were not happy about about, uh, about Bernier being involved. I don't think the, the NDP are particularly happy either. Um, but, you know, the, the guys, he's got an organization. They've got uh, more members than the Liberal Party had when Justin Trudeau took them over. So I think he's he probably justifies his spot. Um it's not a huge draw on conservative voters, I don't think. I mean, in some tight races, there'll, there'll be a, a, a marginal effect. But unless Bernie really takes off, I don't think it's a huge uh, threat to Sheer. Does this favor one party over the other? Bernie's in, uh, involvement? Yeah. I think the, the Liberal Party are delighted. I mean, uh, that know, being I'm, said, I'm, can I end? I'm downplaying it, but, it, yeah. but obviously, if it's a tight race, then the Liberals benefit. Uh, c- could this be a, a benefit for Sheer in the sense that uh, the left, uh, which is, is splintered up between the Greens and the NDP and the Liberals, uh, have now sort of painted the br- the right as all one brush? Can Sheer now say, "Well, no, I'm not that extreme. That's him." I don't think that they, he's, I haven't heard him say anything like that. I mean, I think that they. He was asked about Bernie this morning, and he just quickly dismissed it. So I've, I've debated Maxime before, and then went on to the one. He said the person I want to debate is Justin Trudeau, and I hope he shows up at the next debate, hmm. uh, which is the Monk debate, which Trudeau is not going to show up at. So yeah, I don't think we're going to hear Sheer say or Sheer reposition the Conservative Party as a centre-right party. Uh, that's just not where where he's at or where the party's at right now, frankly. John Iveson has been with us. He is on the campaign trail with Andrew Shear and columnist for the National Post. The latest is Andrew Shear lacks sizzle, but that may be just what voters want. Uh, John, thank you so much for the time and insight. Good luck. Okay. Thanks, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.